In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We don't know much about Saints Simon and Jude aside from a, a few biblical facts. Saint Luke calls um, Simon the Zealot, which may indicate that he was, before he became an apostle, part of a group that was known for its violent resistance to Roman rule. Jude wrote in a short New Testament epistle. It's wedged between James and Revelation. Jude calls himself the brother of James. And this is the same James who's elsewhere referred to as the brother of our Lord. That would make Jude a relative of Jesus, but we're not certain about that. We know that Simon and Jude were apostles. This means they were first called to follow Jesus and then they were sent out by Jesus into the world to be missionaries, to spread the gospel in various places. The word apostle means literally one who is sent. The tradition says that Simon and Jude carried out missionary work and died as martyrs in Persia, which is why we wear red for their feast day today. The calling and sending of apostles like Simon and Jude provides a model for our own growth into maturity as Christians. The apostles did not begin as missionaries. Jesus had a three-year ministry during which the apostles followed him around and learned and watched him and received from him. The transition from follower to apostle came on ascension and Pentecost. Jesus ascended to heaven, sent the Spirit, and now said essentially, now you guys are in charge. And they began to be witnesses for Christ, as Acts says, in Jerusalem and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And this is a pattern for our own discipleship also. We begin as learners and receivers of grace in the body of Christ. Our sins are forgiven and our wounds are healed. We learn the biblical story and how to apply it to our lives. We take note of more mature Christians and try to imitate their examples. But at some point, a transition should take place where we begin to give as well as receive, where we once looked to others to teach us and show us how it is done we begin to be called to teach others and show them, to provide them examples to follow. <clears throat> we never stop needing grace, but a balance should, the balance should begin to shift. We should, at some point in time in our lives as followers of Christ, shift from being net takers to being net givers. This is, follows a normal human pattern of growth. A newborn child, for example, doesn't do much except eat and poop and make noises. All the child does is receive. But as a child grows, at some point in time, we'll expect some chores to be done. And then the mark of adulthood will be that the child will go out and become an adult and work and contribute, will we'll fill up the refrigerator as well as empty the refrigerator. A tree, when it's young, requires a plant that grows something, requires sunlight, water, fertilizer, lots of tending. All those things we give to that 
plant or tree we do in the expectation that eventually it will grow and produce something, produce fruit or flowers or something that will give back for what it received. Sin separates us from God. It creates an inner void that must be filled. And it makes us self-centered, concerned mainly about ourselves and our own needs. We look at God and other people mainly in terms of what we can get from them, what they can do for us. Christ calls us out of our self-centeredness and into the love of God. As our sins are forgiven, our wounds are healed, and our orientation changes. Christ fills the inner void created by sin with himself, and he gives us gifts so that we may be able to begin to give to others as he has given to us. And this is a restoration of the human vocation. We were made in the image of God. We were made to share in God's Trinitarian love. We are made to be participants in God's creative activity, to be signs and instruments of God's love in the world. And this is part of our healing as Christians. We cannot be who God made us to be if we are stuck in spiritual infancy, always taking and never giving. A church becomes unhealthy when too many of its members fail to make the transition from follower to missionary, from taker to giver. The narcissistic personality type and the consumer culture contribute to this problem. People often live in perpetual Christian immaturity. They complain and demand rather than learning to sacrifice and serve. They are the problem rather than the solution. They are children who never become adults. The epistle of Jude has harsh words for people who become established in patterns of non-giving. Jude writes, quote, These are spots in your love feasts, while they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. They are clouds without water, carried about with the wind, late autumn trees without fruit. Mature and healthy Christians develop an outward orientation. They cease to be mere religious consumers and begin to be missionaries. They stop demanding the church do what they want and begin asking how they can help the church's mission. They're not only healed by grace, they also become instruments of grace in the healing of others. We may not be sent to Persia to die as martyrs, but we are all, in a certain sense, apostles. We are sent to serve our families, co-workers, friends, and even our enemies. We are sent out as witnesses and ambassadors for Christ. We are sent out to be those who solve the problem rather than create it, those who end the argument rather than perpetuate it, those who try to understand rather than those who insist always on being understood. We are sent to be signs and instruments of God's love in a fallen world. 
The world teaches us that the goal of life is to accumulate things for ourselves, to try to get rich and then to retire into a life of ease and comfort. This is sin and the fall, and it is the reason that so many people are so discontented. We were made to live for something greater than ourselves. We were made first to love God and then to love and serve others in his name. The more we discover our gifts and embrace our mission, our call to serve, the more we become our true selves. We come to the altar of God each week to receive Christ again, to be forgiven, to be restored to union with God. We leave the altar as missionaries and apostles sent out to, in the words of the Thanksgiving prayer, do all such good works as God has prepared for each of us to walk in. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.